Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. What's up, everybody? I'm pumped for this show, as always, but uh, especially for this one because I love the approach from this co-founder and their company. The company we have is Avail, and the co-founder is Ryan Kuhn. They've been at this for quite a few years. They've been in the industry before real estate tech was probably coined as a term, and I love their approach. They're making the life for property investors, the DIY landlords, much easier by simplifying the process of finding and screening tenants as well as managing the rental units. If you haven't checked out Avail, do it. Uh, but uh, stick around, listen into the episode. You'll hear a lot of uh, some wisdom coming from Ryan, both around how they've built Avail to where it is and where they're headed with it. Well, hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Nate, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking aside the time. Uh, and uh, I know we got connected through LinkedIn. So uh, glad that we were able to get connected and to be able to do this. Um, love to give you the, the first shot here. Uh, before we jump into all the really tough questions, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and get it started? Let everyone know who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Ryan Kuhn. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Avail. And Avail is an online platform that helps 100,000 uh, do-it-yourself landlords from across the United States save time managing their residential rental properties. Simple and succinct. And I want to give a congrats, though, by the way, because... The 100,000 mark is, is, is very new for you guys, right? You guys just crossed that recently? Yeah, exactly. So we crossed that milestone uh, at the very end of 2018, at the very end of last year. So something that we've been gunning for for a while, we uh, set, set our sights on that number, hitting it by the end of 2018, and we've got a great team that was able to do that. So really pumped about that. That's awesome. How does that feel? Um, great. I mean, as a, as a founder, there's a lot of things that go right and a lot of things that um, don't, but that's one that we had been uh, targeting for the last 18 or so months. And, and to hit that on the, on the time frame that we anticipated is pretty fulfilling. It almost is like that. It's like that reassurance, like I really do know what I'm doing. We really do have something. <laughs> <laughs> We, we all need that time to time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're, we're in a great position. We've got a, an awesome marketing team here in-house that, that was able to pull the different levers, understand what it took to hit that, and, and to just go execute. So really proud of them. That's very cool. So maybe you could uh, help expand on it, but really, what was, what's the big problem that Avail is working to solve outside of you know, some milestones that you guys have internally, and that's great. But what's the big problem you guys are set out to solve? Yeah, so the, the background on the company is, is interesting. So my co-founder, Lawrence, and I, previously before starting this company, we were finance guys. So we both worked in Chicago, worked for large global investment banks, helping advise these publicly traded companies on M&A and equity uh, deals. On the side, though, he and I were both managing rental properties. And we were using Excel spreadsheets, pen and paper, uh, Craigslist, 
paper rent checks, all of this stuff, all these antiquated tools to manage rental properties. And that caused a problem. It was both very inefficient and it provided an awful experience for the renters who were living in the properties. And so around the time that we started the company five, six years ago, Lawrence and I started looking around and under, just to see what else was out there on the market. And we realized that the big institutional investors, the REITs, and those, they've got things like Yardi, RealPage, um, and Trata, building that folio. But those, those platforms were both too complex and too expensive for mm. a do-it-yourself landlord like myself. So I was managing a few single-family homes, just didn't make sense to pay up for it. And so that, that's what we started the company to solve is that we believe do-it-yourself landlords in the United States deserve a better way to manage their rental properties. Yeah, I can, I can totally relate to that. And I, I appreciate that, you know, both as being a, uh, a renter as well as a landlord, um, all those different things that you just mentioned. I mean, you're managing several different inboxes, different mediums, everything's everywhere. You know, and especially if you don't streamline, you know, it's something as simple as payment. Uh, you know, if you've got checks coming from one person, one person uses money order, one person pays down at the 7-Eleven using some electronic service. I mean, it's just, that's a nightmare and that defeats the whole purpose of passive income. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, our, our target landlords, the people that we work with and the people we help, they're most often busy full-time professionals. They're like you or me where you've got a full-time job you're, and your rental property, to your point, is, is supposed to be passive income that doesn't require a lot of thought. So the more that we can do to help streamline and automate things, the better. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost sounds like if, if more prospective landlords would know that these tools existed, they wouldn't be worried about, which I've still never had a, a broken toilet at midnight. Maybe it happens. I know it's the myth, but <laughs> it, I think it's more fear than, than fat. Right. And that's something, I mean, our data shows that the average rental unit has two to three maintenance issues per year. That's really not that much and certainly not enough to prevent an individual from buying into this asset class. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that clearly though does take or can take a lot of time obviously depending on your market and market conditions um, is screening for tenants and finding tenants and screening for tenants. And actually when I was looking through um, the avail website and going through some of the stuff that you guys have, it looks like you guys really tailor quite a bit of content focused on, you know, helping uh, landlords both find and screen tenants. You know, even you have the one guide is if uh, well, finding tenants you'll love. Um, you know, you know, and obviously, yeah, we want the money to come in, but you also want to probably have a good relationship with your customers too. Why is it so important that you guys are creating, uh, that type of content and why is that angle so important to avail? Yeah. So one of the things that we focus on a lot at avail is obviously providing the tools to help people manage their properties and save time doing that. But what we found is that a lot of these do-it-yourself landlords who come to avail, come to us because we also provide that guidance and support and help them understand not just 
um, not just give them the tools that help them do things, but actually walk them through what they should be doing. Because again, for most of the landlords who use Avail, it's not their primary occupation. They're not real estate people by background. And so the more that we can do to help educate, guide, and provide that support, the better. And you guys actually help landlords with sourcing tenants, right? Yeah, we do. So as a landlord myself, and, and I'm sure you know this and most listeners know this, but there's five main things that you have to do to be an efficient, successful landlord. You've got to find tenants, screen them, create and sign leases, collect payments and manage maintenance. And so at the start of that, as a landlord, one of the most important things that you can do is have great renters in your property. So we do help renters, um, or sorry, we do help landlords connect with renters. We, we do that today by partnering with most of the major listing sites. So that when a landlord comes to avail and they've got a vacant unit, we can help them get that listing onto popular sites like Zillow, Trulia, apartments.com, uh, move realtor, etc. And so, um, yeah, that's really the first, first step of being a good landlord is making sure you don't have a vacant unit. Yeah. And then that, that piece right there, like syndicating out the listing, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot of work, but if, if you have three or four units, you know, and if let's say whether they're all at the same time, so like right here where I live in Bellingham, you know, if you want to get your place rented, you make sure that lease starts, you know, beginning or ending of September because yep. the, the city's on a bit of a cycle with a large college in town and you don't want to break out of that cycle, you right. know? And so it can be a lot of work to keep up with multiple listings and sets of photos and, you know, different description links and all that kind of stuff. So you, you guys syndicate that to remove all the friction and being able to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. As a, I mean, as, both as a landlord and as a business owner, um, I mean, it's important to have a, have a lot of people come in the top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. And so we focus on helping our landlords get maximum exposure for their listings. And so by partnering with the major listing sites, the average owner using Avail will get 18 inquiries per perspective for prospective tenants per vacant unit. So from that 18, there's a pretty good chance that you'll be able to find someone who will pay rent on time and take care of the place. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want that. uh, Those two pieces there. (laughs) Does does it cost anything extra for landlords to do that through avail? Or is that just part of the package? No, that's part of the package. And so our pricing, I mean, owners with only one unit, they can use our product completely free Uh, with two or more units. There's a small uh, subscription fee that I think is, is more than worth it for the value that we're delivering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 18 leads, you know, so uh, I work in marketing and advertising. If you know of one source that drives 18 leads and it's got a low cost, sign me up. I had deal (laughs) done. Okay. You know, um, so, so you, you've kind of already alluded to this, uh, but your primary customer is going to be the, the, the smaller investors, probably average of less than 10 units. Is that accurate? Yep. That's exactly right. So, um, in the United States, 45 million rental units, uh, rental housing units, about 21 million of those are owned by professional investors, by institutional firms that leaves 24 million 
uh, rental housing units that are actually owned by DIY landlords. And wow. 24 million rental units that are owned and self-managed by 8 million individual landlords who each own less than 10 units. So that's, that's really where we focus on um, and, and we draw the line and say, look, we do have people with more than 10 units who use Avail, people with as many as 200 units use Avail, but wow. um, our target, target uh, customer that we typically work with owns anywhere from a couple single family homes up to you know, 10 or so across a couple buildings. Do you guys have any, uh, are, are your tools fit? I mean, I, I know you have a professional level, you know, which is, it starts at the 15 unit and up on, on the subscription. But do you have a product that is really designed for the management company? Or are you going to be staying focused on the individual DIY landlord? Yeah, for now, um, we're, we're very focused on the individual DIY landlord who both owns and self-manages. So um, I think I was listening to the conversation that you had with Heath from Stessa, mm-hmm. and he talked a lot about how it's important as an entrepreneur and a founder to stay laser focused. And that's really what we've been trying to do as well. Yeah, no doubt on that laser focus. This last year for myself, I've learned that less than a handful of times. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's as a founder, I found it's, it's a lot less important what I say yes to than it is what I say no to. And mm. um, unfortunately, have to say no to a lot of things, both um, I mean, people reach out to us all the time wanting to switch from a, a Yardi or another platform and ask us to build this professional enterprise level. And it's just, we unfortunately can't do that today. Yeah. No, I, it just totally makes sense. I mean, you know, being really, really uh, vibrant in one particular thing or market or customer segment makes you that much more valuable to those people um, and to some degree, I mean, we're still early enough into, you know, the rental tech industry, if you will, uh, or on the, on the timeline to where you can effectively build a moat around your product and around your service and, and really be able to, uh, achieve some economies of scale, uh, throughout the industry. And as you mentioned, there's, there's not a shortage of prospective clients for you guys. You guys have true scale available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think most people understand that real estate is one of those last asset classes that hasn't been completely disrupted by technology. So um, a majority of the 8 million landlords are still using Excel spreadsheets, pen and paper. And our goal is, is to go out and help them and show them that there is a better, more efficient way to manage properties. Yeah, what, what do you often hear as feedback as the, the primary reason someone chooses to switch to avail from, from using a spreadsheet or even some of the other tech that's out there? Yeah, it's, it's really what, what I mentioned earlier, just about helping the owner stay organized, provide them a better, more efficient way to manage their properties. And then the cl- very close number two, it's almost 1A, 1B, is providing that better experience for the renter. So these, these individual landlords who own and manage properties, they want to do the right thing. They want to provide a great experience for their customers who are the renter. And we, we provide that. So 
100,000 plus landlords on the platform, but we've also got several hundred thousand renters who also engage with Avail each month. So um, it's really about providing that solution on both, both sides of the market. I love that you just mentioned that because, you know, we've had a few founders on the show that have articulated really well. And it certainly, you know, I mentioned this pre- prior to the show that, you know, my, my focus and, and passion is for the consumer. I want to help the consumer. And at the end of the day, better buy, sell and invest in real estate and rent. I'm going to throw the rent in there for you <laughs> at your request, okay. you know, but, but you don't often hear a customer, the consumer centric focus in the rental industry. So, you know, I, I guess two questions there. One, why is that important? Why do you see that important? Cause clearly the consumer is not your, your customer. And the two, what do you think the opportunity is for customers or for, for, for companies out there, especially in, in rental and rental tech, what do you think the opportunity is for them, for those who get it right and have a customer-centric solution? Yeah, so I think on, on the first question, I mean, um, one of the things we're seeing more and more of is people are renting homes, not because they have to, but because they want to. People are more mobile, mobile than ever in their, their career choice. Um, people are just renting. And so the, I think taking that customer-centric approach is good business because these renters also recognize that they've got options. And if as a landlord, you're not providing a good experience for the renter, they'll go down the street and you'll have to start the leasing process all over again. Um, turnover is expensive. It's painful. Um, so that, I think that, that's number one is um, renters are, end of the day, your customer. And then, yeah. to your, and then to your second question on, on, the, on the rent tech and why it's important to take that customer-centric approach is, um, I mean, we want to help our, our customer first and foremost is the landlord. That's who we primarily focus on. And what we've learned is that the, the more successful and the better we can make our landlords look, the better for us and the more valuable we are to those landlords. You know, I can really appreciate that approach. And, um, you know, I, I think we had, uh, it was Chuck from One Rent who was on the show and, uh, and talking with him and I, you know, their, their customers are the, the landlords. But, he, they, you know, one of the things that, the way he framed it was I could really understand, like see that he was seeing the end consumer as the, you know, as the final customer. And it sounds like you guys have a similar approach. Like you really want, the experience has to be good for that end cons- customer because that makes everything better for the landlord. And this is totally counter to what the, the mass system is set up to be. I mean, uh, we have less than 1% vacancy rate in our town. So to get an apartment unit is, or, or a house to rent, it's just, man, it is tough. It's really tough to get in. And the process, man, just beats people up. You know, you got paper forms and then they, they'll send you this screening website and it's, it looks like you shouldn't trust it. It's built on, like it's hosted on like probably some like word document on someone's <laughs> private server. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it, you know, it's just terrible. So, you know, it, it, I get excited about this because I'll by choice, like you said, I'll be a tenant for probably the next 10 years before we decide, okay, Hey, we're going to start wasting our money and, and 
and, and buying a personal property that we love. You know, we'll just rent something that's convenient so we can go on road trips. I mean, that's really the dream. It is. Because I'm a millennial. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I read yeah. the articles out there. Yeah, well, it's a great point. Um, I mean, we're seeing that more and more in our data as well, where, where people choose to rent. And we've got a lot of people within Avail who are both renters themselves for their primary home, but they use Avail to manage the property, the rental properties that they own. So, um, yeah, you're definitely not alone in that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk, uh, let's shift a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about marketing. It's one of my passions. Obviously, you've got some, you know, uh, uh, I would say almost pull through and by making the experience better, you know, property managers who use you guys just do better. And so then, of course, they want to use you more. Um, but, you know, you guys went through a name change not really all that long ago. And I'm curious and, and you know, kind of came up before the show. I even said the, your old name wrong. <laughs> I'd been saying it in my head wrong this whole time. So outside of just pr pronunciation, I mean, what was the reason for your change of names and how does that reflect where you guys are headed as a company? Yeah, great question. So um, name change happened about eight months ago. Uh, previously, the company was known as Rentolutions and obviously now it's Avail. But when I go back to, to why we started the company and think about that, our goal at the time was really to build a functional set of landlord tools to help landlords manage their rental properties. And Rentolutions, a set of rental solutions, um, it was easy. The domain name was $11.99 on GoDaddy. And I wonder why. <laughs> and so, it's, so we, uh, I mean, it made sense. It was easy. We didn't spend a lot of time. Um, we're not marketers by background, but over the, the next few years, what we learned is that landlords and the renters who were using the platform viewed us as a lot more than just a set of tools. Hmm. And I think about it in a couple of ways. So number one, um, they, they flocked to us for that guidance and educational content that we talked about earlier. Number two, they really viewed us as building a, a community of responsible landlords and trustworthy renters and trustworthy tenants. And so we felt that the name Rentolutions didn't really reflect the value that we were delivering to people and wasn't truly aligned with the mission and the vision for the company. So. Um, about a year ago, we worked with one of the top branding firms in Chicago um, to really figure out who we were as a company and to distill down um, everything from vision, mission, all of that stuff, and then um, thinking about expressions then of the brand, which includes the name, the logo, colors, etc. So um, it was a really fun process for our team. Uh, glad we went through it and, and really happy now um, that the name Avail is easier to pronounce. It is much easier. And, I, and it wasn't a dig at uh, when I said, I wonder why no one had bought it. I mean, you guys have been early on the game. You know, you're yeah. ahead of everyone. But just for the record, just so I can show how much of a fool, I, I've been calling it rentalations. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know why. You're not alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> we've, we've, you know, heard, we've heard everything. And, you know, one of the, one of the funniest conversations I had was um, shortly after we changed names, one of our investors called me up and said, Ryan, I, I couldn't tell you before, but I hated the name Rentitutions. <laughs> and your investor had it wrong <laughs> yeah um that's so that should be a litmus test from now on everyone okay add this to if you've got advisors if you got board members if you have investors ask them to phonetically spell your startup name and if it's wrong and hey, we, we're going down the wrong path <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, oh, you didn't tell me that one before. I like, <laughs> legitimately has really cracked me up here. <laughs> um, so what? So you guys obviously you, you got a new name, you got a new brand. Um, I'm still kind of cracking up. <laughs> oh, that's too good. What's what? been? What's been some other factors that's been driving the growth? Because this this progress to a hundred thousand landlords. Uh, you, you mentioned like an 18 month time frame that you had set out to achieve that. Obviously other things have been in the, in the works. What else has been helping drive the growth? Yeah. I mean, last year we went from about 50,000 landlords at the start of the year um, to a hundred thousand at the end of the year. And so um, I think really what it comes down to is we're every day focused on improving the user experience improving just how we help our landlords be more successful. And so it's, it's both helping them save time. We do that by, by providing them guidance, tools, education, and also helping them uh, better connect with and manage the renters who are in the property. So I think it's, it's the better we do on the product side, just fuels more growth on the on the user count side, but um, I think there's also some some external factors at play. I mean, landlords are more and more understanding um, the technology can help them. Um, landlords are more and more looking for tools to make make their lives better, make their renters' lives better. So I think we're we're benefiting by both things we can control and things that are going on in the market. Yeah, I think that last bit that you kind of mentioned there that it's the market, and this is why I love rental tech so much uh, from a business perspective, is some of the services and products that are coming out. I mean, you guys have been in the game for a few years yet, but even after being in the game for a few years, the market potential is just, it's huge. It's really big. And that means the opportunity of, changing all the way down to the consumer on a large scale is also exists of making that experience. I mean, I hate filling out renter profiles. It's the worst. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to sign up for a hundred different, you know, one account every year, you know, and you know, then I get stuck and then I like, or I got a management company. I can't get a hold of them and they got a Yahoo email that they've been locked out of, but they didn't tell anyone. I mean, it's just like, this is solving so many pain points and that's, Kind of why I just get I get really giddy and excited over it. Um, what's what's something though that obviously somewhere along the way, and, and I love asking this question because I want to I want to hear about the mistakes. What's blown up? What what did you try that was like, oh man, this is not the way we need to go. This is not working out. We need to change directions. Uh, can you give me any uh, stories about a failed experiments or something you've tried that didn't work out? 
Yeah, so, I mean, it goes back to, to the part of the conversation earlier about focus. Mm-hmm. And I think very early on, as a company, we didn't know exactly who we were focused on as the target end user. Um, we tried to be a little bit of everything to everybody, and that caused failure. And so we didn't understand um, even the, the threshold of 10 units, that wasn't something in our mind from day one. So we tried to provide the same set of tools that we offered, and we did try and sell those into bigger management companies. And by not having that focus, um, I think that's what caused us to have slower adoption, slower user growth early on, is um, we just didn't know who we were as a company. Hmm. No, I think that's good. And that's great advice, especially for any of the other startups that are listening, you know, really understanding who they want to be, who they are, and really what's the one problem you're really trying to solve. Because there's a hundred different ones. They all have nuances. The market's big enough for all of us people, I think. You know, let's just, everyone do your one thing, so to speak. (laughs) Shout out Jay Papazan. You mentioned earlier... Uh, already, you know, we, we talked about the, the milestone, 100,000 users, subscribers. You've had, that means there's about 100,000 other tenants on the platform. Um, but do you see the key in building um, this as, as a two-sided marketplace? Or do you see it as we're just going to stay focused on the landlords directly? And that's what's going to drive the, the, the growth of a two-sided marketplace. Yeah, so I mean, the rental market obviously is a two-sided marketplace. Um, for now, we're, we're laser-focused on providing landlords all the tools that they need in one place. Mm-hmm. And then on the renter side, um, we also focus on giving them a better overall experience and helping them throughout their rental journey. And so we, we do that in a number of ways. Obviously, um, bringing together the rental application leasing payments to one place. Um, Something that we've recently started um, working on though is thinking through other things that renters need to be aware of and what can we do to help them. So one example there, um, we're integrating with State Farm uh, on the renter's insurance side. So majority of renters out there do not have renter's insurance. You can get it for as little as 10, 12 bucks a month. So cheap. It's a no brainer. And yeah. it can help you with so many different things that you wouldn't think of. So um, we think about things holistically and just how do we really improve the overall rental experience for both landlords and renters. No, I love it. I love that element of the renter's insurance. It doesn't, uh, nobody thinks about it until the knob and tube ignites. <laughs> nobody's fault but i mean you got to have coverage you know and um that's a good thing to add into your lease is that coverage is required and then obviously you guys then uh, are there to make that process really really easy then for the tenant you know they can directly get that insurance um let's jump jump gears a bit i want to uh, talk about this so this is the unavoidable topic in real estate tech and the venture capital world at the moment there is a buku of funding coming into our industry. Now, you guys have gone through a few different rounds. You did a debt round, you did an angel round, and then a seed round, right? Yep. 
Okay, I pulled all that from Crunchbase, so I was hoping it was accurate. Um, <laughs> are you guys, uh, firstly, are, do you foresee going through any additional uh, rounds of fundraising in order to get to the next milestone? Maybe that's a million landlords? So, I, I mean, I think part of being based in the Midwest, and we're based here in Chicago, um, we take a very pragmatic approach to building the business. And um, we'll, we have raised some money to get to where we are today, but um, we're more focused on building a sustainable business that really helps uh, the landlords and tenants who rely on Avail every day. Mm -hmm. So in terms of future funding, um, we'll be opportunistic um, if we think that it makes sense and we think it makes sense for our users. There's a chance we may raise additional capital in the future, but um, we're certainly not like a lot of other startups out there who judge success by the amount of money they raise. Right. We're, we're more focused on let's deliver value and judge ourselves based on that. You're not chasing down vision fund for a measly 2 billion? Not today at least. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding on that one. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it is that 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 is the that's the that is the theme? I think funding was a little bit, you know, I, I I've tried to pull from a bunch of different sources, and what I can tell is that funding might have been just under uh, 2017 and 2018. I think we fell just below, and I think that had a lot to do with how much WeWork Pride did in 2017. But why do you think right now is it's such a hyper focus? Uh, in companies in the real estate tech space? I mean, I think a couple of things. So number one, I mean, there's a lot of money out there. I think finally a lot of investors recognize that there's um, a huge opportunity in real estate tech. And you've seen a lot of, or I've, I've seen, and I imagine a lot of the listeners have noticed too, that there's a lot of prop tech, real estate tech, funds that have popped up. So everything from Fifth Wall to Navitas to Metaprop. I mean, people that are, are really focused on this opportunity. Yeah. And, and number two, I think that founders tend to be somewhat irrational and just judge themselves by how much money they can raise. And I think that's what gets a lot of headlines. <laughs> and people want to be in the news. So... There's definitely that. If you want to be in the news, just shoot me an email, Nate at realteampanda.com. We'll get you on the podcast. We're a media company now. Uh, and we'll get you, get you on the news. We can do that at a fraction of having to go through the process of raising $100 million. Um, <laughs> We're going to shift gears to my favorite segment. But before we do, Ryan, uh, I want to make sure, if there was one thing that you wanted to make sure that every listener who, you know, on the show right now, uh, is, is hearing about Avail, what would be that one thing you'd want them to know about the company, who you are and where you're going? Yeah, I, I think at Avail, I mean, we're, we're laser focused. We're on building this community of responsible landlords and trustworthy tenants. And mm -hmm. we deliver a lot of value, um, both through the tools and everything that we do to help make the rental process easier. Uh, we put an equal amount of emphasis, though, on providing all of that education and guidance. So um, if you're out there managing rental properties, uh, find us at avail.co. There it is. All right, we're gonna shift to my, my favorite segment called For the Future. 
So you said you've listened to some, uh, a few past episodes. I hope you're ready. Uh, for the yeah. Futures, the segment where we get to ask each guest who comes on the show, give their yeah. best predictions based on the following four questions. Ryan, you're ready to play. Yep, let's go. Let's do it. All right, question number one, what does a veil look like one year from now? Yeah, so a, a year from now, a veil is, as boring as it sounds, doing more of the same. And, <laughs> Um, There's excellence in the monotony. I think that's like one of those phrases out there or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, we will continue attracting more landlords, more renters um, to avail. We will also continue focusing on optimizing the existing features that we have, that we offer. Um, There's a couple of exciting things that we're planning on doing um, to help say landlords track and manage the expenses associated to properties and helping them solve in a much more sophisticated way, all of the maintenance that goes on at a property. But um, that's a little glimpse into to some of the new features that we'll offer, but I would say by and large, it's more of the same. Very cool. Yeah. And that'll be exciting once you guys uh, be able to launch those features out. Question number two, uh, what does the housing market look like one year from now? it's tough to say. I mean, I, I hate making predictions on where the market will be. I mean, first, because I think it's, it's so um, tough to predict, but I think also because it's so market dependent. Um, I think that the coasts have seen rent prices start to slow. um, But I think building, of, of properties across the country still remain strong. So um, I think it'll, it'll still largely be a market by market um, answer for that. I, I tend to agree. And, and like you said, new housing starts has typically been a reliable metric for the health of the housing industry. Uh, but we will, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think we're, it feels like to me, and this is not just because I'm a millennial and this is my, you know, I've only been looking at the housing industry for a moment. I've looked back over the time and it feels like uncharted waters where we're at right now. We're just in such a unique position of under inventory, low interest rates that are still too high. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, you're right. Any, anybody's game in the next year. Yeah, I think, I think the one thing that won't change, though, is that um, individuals will continue to prefer or, or will more and more move to renting as a lifestyle choice. And people will continue to recognize that they don't have the, the old American dream of owning a home and owning where you live. Um, that's becoming less and less true. And I think that the stigma associated with renting will yeah. continue to go away. That's good. Question number three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Yeah. I, I mean, as a former finance guy, I'm fascinated by this. And I think that, um, the, the Fed holds a lot of cards in terms of um, what happens with interest rates, I think that will uh, dictate when that next boomer bust happens. Um, but I think 
one thing's for sure, the next boomer bust will not be anything like uh, what we saw in 08, 09. All right. Question number four, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? Yeah, I think that um, the advancements of, of technology in real estate are, are making data more and more accessible. And so what that will trickle down to is that um, the middlemen that have been able to survive in the industry in the past just by being gatekeepers of information, um, I think are going away. And more and more individuals, professionals in the industry have to look for additional ways to deliver value. So one example of that is, um, I mean, here in Chicago, look at rental properties and look at investment opportunities quite a bit. And just getting data from the, from the MLS, which in the past would have been a big value add, that's no longer all that valuable. So the professionals that I choose to work with can put an additional layer of analysis and insight on top of the data. Um, that's really how, how professionals in the industry will, um, that, that's one big shift I see coming in the future. Very cool. Well, we're gonna head into the final segment of the show. Uh, we've got three questions left here for you, Ryan. These are really easy. They're just actually about you so our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Um, question number one, uh, what, what are you reading these days? Yeah, so um, reading is, is something that unfortunately don't have a lot of time to do. So the, um, I, yeah, I definitely draw a distinct, distinction between reading and uh, pounding out audiobooks. So I will say the audiobook that I'm in the middle of right now for the third time, I believe, is Tony Shea from Zappos, uh, Delivering Happiness. And it's all about how do you, how do companies and benefit by focusing on the customer experience? So this is your third time listening to the book? Yeah, it's great. It's that good? That good. I've been putting that one off for like years. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't put it off anymore. Yeah, I, I find that whether it's walking to and from meetings or whatever, um, it's a really great story of how um, you can build a great business by just focusing on um, the customer experience. Very cool. Question number two, who are you learning from? Um, focus a lot on learning from our customers. Um, it's something that we do all the time here at Avail. Um, everyone on our team, we've got an incredible 15 person team here in Chicago. Um, one of the unique things that we do is everyone on the team is involved in customer support. Um, everyone on the team plays a role in engaging, talking with the end customer. So um, I spend a lot of time focusing on how can I learn from them? How can, what questions can I ask? Um, both about their rental properties, how they manage things, how they find investment opportunities. Um, and then also ask just how are they, how are they feeling about the economy and how are they feeling about different things? So yeah. 
broadening the conversation from just how do how does avail help you to, to these other things really helps me learn very awesome and the the final here uh what inspires you or what helps keep you inspired yeah i'm gonna sound like a broken record a little bit but it's it's the customers and it's the the vision that we have of building this um connected um market ecosystem of those responsible landlords and trustworthy tenants and i think the way that we view the market um and view the entire rental ecosystem that is that it's truly this like interconnected interwoven uh world that historically has happened in these direct one-to-one relationships um, where it's actually a lot more interesting and complicated by that. So I get inspired thinking through how can we as a company um, help, help with that, help the different parties draw more meaningful connections um, and all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Obviously you've got a great PR coach who's uh, helping you keep on message. <laughs> no, I'm messing. Um, yeah. Hey Ryan, this has been, this has been really fun. Uh, I, I'm excited for you guys. I think what you're doing is in what you're working on. I love the focus, um, you know, down to the consumer, not just on, on your direct customer, but to the end customer essentially um, and extending that experience. And obviously that has great benefits to your, your customers. Um, before we close out, I want to give the opportunity for those who are listening to be able to get in touch with you if they want to learn uh, more about Avail or they want to contact you. Where where do they go? What are the best places for that? Yeah, um, listeners can find our company online at avail.co or on all the social media at Hello Avail. Uh, they can also drop me an email. My personal email is ryan at avail.co. So reach out. I'd love to continue conversations. Um, we're really focused on the community, not only landlords, renters, but everyone else in real estate tech. Um, I think it's like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of opportunity, really big pie. And I think more good comes from working together than trying to fight each other. So really yeah. excited about what's going on. Thank you again for having me, Nate. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's been my pleasure. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on the show. We'll have to figure out what that next milestone is. And then maybe we'll, we'll dig into some of the, the growth hacks or something that you use to get there. Um, but uh, yeah, well, very cool, man. Um, and until then, uh, we'll see you later. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.